other neighbor dog shuts the fuck up. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> this is this has been the least fun cold open we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Today on the Geek Help Podcast, another boring Canadian bill is coming that you should really be paying attention to. Why was that missing submersible using a $40 game controller? Jonathan Major's domestic violence charge will go to trial. Oh, and we review and recommendation Brian's new puppy. I love that. You hadn't pre-read it, had you? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh. It's hard to go from domestic violence to puppy. Yeah. <laughs> Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast. It's the Zones Jimmy Award winning Geek Out podcast. No, we didn't win anything. This is episode 245. We record this on Tuesday, June 20th, the day before the Zones 22nd birthday. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 720 with Dylan and Jason in the morning zone. Oh, R.I.P. Art today, unfortunately, but uh, I'm DJ Boytano, and I do the weekday wind down and the mixtape in the afternoon zone. I'm Baldacino, and I host that afternoon zone, and I'd like to yield all my preamble time to Brian to talk about his doggy. Uh, we could review and recommendation. We have nothing else to review and recommendation today. We're gonna what? what did we do? Well, we're gonna jib jab about the Flash a little bit, but I don't think there's anything else really on this cue sheet that we're gonna review. That's a review. <laughs> That's gonna be a pretty major review, dude. Oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> Kirsten just was so shrill. She blanked out for a second. There. That was interesting. Um, so, all right. Go ahead, Brian. Well, do you want to? And I'm Kirsten James or no, we don't we don't do uh, that. No, we're fine. I guess we don't do that. I guess we seeded that. At some I, guess, point. I guess we see uh, I'm Kirsten James. Um, yeah, I got I got a new dog. Hey! What kind of dog? And review and recommendations. Yeah, pretty good. She's a good girl. Oh, God. She's a good girl. girl. Yeah, she's a a shepherd husky cross, and she's 16 months today. Um, And yeah, I I brought her into the radio station, and Bud, you take adorable photos. Really? Oh, thanks. Yeah. And she's just on the floor right now sleeping because she just went for a walk around the block. So she's just sleeping, and probably she's going to be farting up a storm in here. And I got the doors closed, too, because I have uh, visitors downstairs, so. She's the perfect kind of dog that's like big enough that even uh, going for a short stroll around the block or being pet by strangers for 45 minutes like she was today, just yeah. is like it just wipes her, just absolutely destroys. Mm. You know, and you see some dogs yeah. and they're just like, yeah, got to walk it for three straight hours per day or otherwise it eats my house down. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. Jesus, nightmare. But that that dog, I mean, she's such a sweetheart and she, it just is tuckered out. You can tell just by lifting her paws. She kept like lo- lifting her paws up on people today oh, and yeah, I, so I watched her it was like it was effort for her it was like her paws were so yeah. big Aww. it was like yeah. okay, here we go paws up she's gonna be a big girl she's gonna yeah. be a big girl she's yeah. so cute though and so, so fluffy she's, and I, she's got that puppy awkwardness and mm-hmm. she falls over and she doesn't sit right it's so cute and so I met like because this was a couple of years ago I was doing a broadcast at you know, they do this dog thing at Bullen Park in Esquimalt what do, what do they call that um, dog days or oh, dog yeah. thing. but anyway it's like a dog fair and I did a, a full on like weekend zone broadcast there once and uh, I met the people from flirting with Fido 
who do like they at that fit that dog fair they did like a puppy kissing booth or whatever yeah mm-hmm. uh so i got to hold some puppies and, <laughs> and kiss some puppies and yes. uh yeah and were we the boys there with you uh, no no oh, okay um but yeah we just kind of kept in touch and so yeah so she's a rescue from saskatchewan and uh yeah and so she came here on f- i guess was on a transport on friday came mm-hmm. on saturday oh and we had about less than a week to prepare. Like, it's funny because, like, you you know, you have nine months to prepare for a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when when we talked to, to – I, when I was talking to Flirting with Fido about uh, about her, about Becca, who that's her name. Sure. Um, I uh, I was just – she sent – they sent us a picture and I said, like, yeah, this is the one. I, I, I think this would be the one. We'll have to kind of take a moment to decide. And I kind of – in my mind, for whatever reason, was thinking a moment was going to be, like, a couple weeks. Oh, really? It was like, <laughs> oh, oh, no, you'll you'll get her by Saturday if you want her. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, yep. yeah, and then we we inevitably, yeah, we wanted her, and uh, yeah, so Becca is, um, yeah, we had a, a couple of different uh, name options, but Becca is the one that we went with, and it's a combination of our uh, first letters from our first and last name. It's is, so good, yeah, yeah. So, so Brian, cute. Elisa, Capistrano, Kean, and Aiden. It's yeah. so good. It it's works so out good. perfectly. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice. Oh gosh, I just love her already. So good. <laughs> I both review and recommendation, Becca. Yeah. Yes, recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> if you can uh, sit her on your lap and put her in a little puppy headlock, I would. Re- I would definitely recommend that for sure. <laughs> um, I hope you liked that. I put that picture of me putting her in a little puppy headlock on Instagram. There, Brian. <laughs> Oh, did you really? I haven't <laughs> been I haven't on Instagram today. Yeah. I was like, to Jenny, I was like, huh, Brian didn't say anything about me putting the puppy in a headlock. I hope he's not mad. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on Instagram today. I'm sorry. But That's dogs funny. love it. They love being held. Like Gary, when I get home from work, sometimes yeah. if I just sit on the couch, he like comes over to me and whines until I get him and grab him and put him up on my lap and put him in a headlock. And yeah, puppies love that. <laughs> Oh, geez, I got a lot to go through to see the puppy headlock. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, his Van Gogh. Those were great. Those were well oh, staged. <laughs> That's but not I a saw headlock. headlock. That's a German suplex <laughs> great. on a oh, German yeah, that shepherd. Is a... Wow. <laughs> no, wait. Isn't that a full Nelson? Or full Nelson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, that's full a full Nelson. Nelson. It's like partial because he's not like locked his fingers behind her you know he's not yeah. a total meanie no i'm not putting her around choke out choke choke slam um how great though uh oh hey can i um can i talk about the van gogh thing did anyone else go to it kirsten yeah but do, do you want to do this at the end for reviews and recommendations can we get through the geek things we got nah, a hard out an hour nah, i don't think so let's just get it. yeah so wait paul okay also yeah. paul has a hard out at 7 30 because oh. he's going to a 7 30 movie I'm so not going to do that. It was a 740 that. movie. No, it was 730. Just move the, move the Van Gogh thing to reviews and recommendations if we get to it. Budsley Weekly Geek Out. Great sound. I talked about Bill C-18, which, you know, like a month ago, I talked about Bill C-11. And this sounds terrible and boring, but frick, these things are important because 5% of Canadians are currently unable to view uh, or share news from some news outlets on facebook or instagram oh yeah um bill c18 is coming which the gist of it is hey big uh aggregators like facebook or sorry meta and google 
since you're using and sharing and basically getting free content from all of our media sites to populate your thing and sell your ads beside, give these publishers some money. And Facebook is all like, we would very much like to comply with Bill C-18, but it's too broad. So we're going to do tests because if it's, you know, if it comes into law, we're going to shut off news to all of Canada is what they might uh, do. So they are testing that right now. It's a it's a posture. It's a threat. It's a a lodge of protest and uh, it is affecting some people. And uh, this is this could be ascended to law before the month is over so it's a it's a pressing concern and here's the thing us as people not really much we can do about it but we should really be aware of it um because uh, facebook is probably they you know they already made a deal with australia they probably don't want to make a deal also with canada california is doing the same thing so they're blocking news there it's just a big old whiny fight and money remains the root of all stupid I listened to a great episode of uh, Front Burner this week from the CBC. Do y'all ever listen to that podcast? No, I'm going to check it out. It's great. It's really good. Um, they they kind of take one po- big news story every day and kind of get into it. And, oh, it's like the big story. Yeah, or like the Daily from the New York Times. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a great episode on Monday called Why the Internet is Getting Worse. Mm. And so it... It really d- dug deep into why, especially uh, sites like Amazon, Facebook, and Google, these these three juggernauts especially, are morphing and getting worse and worse and worse all the time. And and they've kind of all collected us to themselves, right? These these three juggernauts, and and then their own little collections. Yeah, and so that's where separate. we spend generally. Like they're ubiquitous. They are those three websites for a lot of people are their entire internet experience are, you know, they start on Google, you know, uh, and then they, you know, that's their web browsing experience generally starts there and is, and they're in that ecosystem and then their social media is Facebook and then their purchasing is Amazon. That's it. That's all you use the internet for a lot of people. Right. So it's like, that's it. And so, and, and these three companies are getting worse all the time and they're making these decisions for, as you say, bud, to just make more money and to squeeze pennies out of this thing mm-hmm. and, um, and not pennies, like lots and lots of money. And, and then, and, and so Facebook now is specifically in terms of news and everything are making these decisions that are like so gross. And so we're having to have these bills to combat it and to make sure that everything just like works like it should. It sucks for publishers and journalism that they have to go through the, all these eyeballs are still just like sucked over the Facebook and there's no easier way to distribute your good journalism that doesn't, you know, go to Facebook and then all the money just goes to Facebook and they don't it's pay It's lowest common denominator and- convenience. It's just that it's easy for people. Oh, God, what a horrible mess we've made for ourselves here. Yeah. Um, so it's a nightmare at all it is. Yeah, it's really interesting because I am... You know, I have this feature, right? This Bud's Weekly Geek Out. So I have tons and tons of ways of finding news. And I generally don't use a Google or a Facebook to get news. Um, So, I mean, for me, it's not that big of a deal. But I also realize, like, a lot of people think the internet is Facebook. You know, a lot of people don't make that distinction they they just think that if you go on facebook you have gone on the internet and that is sort of like yeah. their gateway their door and i hope those people are not a part of this test 
that is, you know, having the news shut down for them because and they can still get um, some people can, can still get news results, but none of it's from Canada. Oh, God. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's such a bummer. I, and I really hope that all these three companies, I don't know what happens, but something happens. And this like iron grip that they have on everyone's eyeballs and attention is somehow shaken loose. And they, you know, um, can just do something else. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that was, that was part of it too, is like they were talking about, is there a possible way for some other thing to replace Facebook in the way that Facebook very much did replace MySpace, which was the mm. first and the big one out of the gate, right? And so, like, it's so it's impossible for us to think, oh, nothing could ever replace Facebook. Nothing could ever. Well, we've already seen like huge numbers drop off. Nobody's on Facebook anymore under the age of whatever it is, forty, you know, and um, and so so it's not totally impossible to. To, to imagine a time where Facebook is abandoned, where people are so fed up of Meta and this this company, because like that was when they changed their name, what was it, a couple of years ago from the company from Facebook to Meta, part of that was because people hated Facebook, right? Or there was like, there was such strong public ill will towards it because of all of its shenanigans. So now they've changed their name the products are still the same. The um, behaviors behind them are still similar, and it's just like it's an awful mess. Chris, I'd love to hear you chime in on this because you, um, you know, know this world so well. Just about the news thing, or just about how social media is an awful mess? Well, kind of both. They're all connected. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you just explained it pretty well. It's just Honestly, a mess. I agree. That was uh, uh, yeah. quite, quite. Yeah, it was quite good. Okay, well, it's a mess then. It's a mess then. <laughs> Coming mess soon. Then. <laughs> Holy crap. Fable. Um, this is a long-standing uh, Microsoft uh, game IP. Uh, it goes back decades. So this is literally the fourth game. But what a change from the previous games. What we saw was a full CG trailer with Richard Iwate as um, a, a sort of like a, a vegetable friendly, what's that word? Agricultural farming type of person who's not into the age of heroes, as I presume you would play in this new Fable game, but about cultivating agriculture and things. And the twist is he turns out to be like the giant, uh, an enemy uh, that, that the little, you know, the regular sized person fights. Just such a wild departure from uh, these games and how we've seen them. And it's been so long since we've seen a Fable game. But it's just interesting and fun to see Richard Aoate play this role. So I would just recommend this trailer. It's coming to Xbox Series X soon. So he plays it comedically, I guess. Like he, yeah. he's the IT crowd he's guy. He's exactly basically. his IT crowd character. Yeah. That oh. is funny. Oh, it's amazing. It's I so love I've, the only Fable game that I've played was Fable 3. Um, I think a lot so of people did. Like, I think it kind of hit its stride about there. Yeah, because that was what, like 2010? Yeah, it was it a long. Out? Yeah, that sounds about right. It was a long time back. And it's a good. Inter so for, for people that don't really get into like computer or video game RPGs, this was a good sort of half and half of like you can have like melee combats and and all that sort of like it, it's a little bit more action focused as an RPG 
and then I like the whole like it with Fable Three at least. I love the whole element of you know you're making choices for the the sake of the kingdom or like either like morality choices, yeah, kind of thing. And that sort of shapes the the story moving forward. I, I yeah, I really liked Fable Three when when I played it. Nice. Speaking of shaping the story moving forward, we have another trailer for another trailer for Nimona. This is the Netflix series uh, coming out June thirtieth with Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, in the title role as the shapeshifter, so we find a little bit more about the plot. And, yeah, looks good, looks cute. Um, yeah, just looks sassy. Uh, and I think it would be a good one for, say, my teenager child, baby, to be watching. <laughs> Raven the Hunter. Now, this is a Marvel-adjacent Sony movie coming out in October. It stars uh, Aaron, uh, Taylor, and Johnson. And um, it, I don't think I knew the story of Craven the Hunter. And so this one, it surprised me uh, when I saw it and the sort of reveal about how things work. Uh, now, is Let- this the story of Craven the Hunter, though? Traditionally, Brian, is this what happens? So sorry, I'm very distracted right now. One sec. One sec. <laughs> Let me just quote Paul <laughs> yeah. to say... He gets lion powers? Yeah. He gets lion powers? Yeah. He's beaten up by a lion. He's left for dead by his father, who wants him simply to be strong and nothing else. And something about the lion's blood falling into the wounds that the lion made turns him Hmm. into Craven the Hunter. Are we we supposed to believe this is some kind of a radioactive lion? (laughs) 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 I came from the same lab as the spider, right? Right. Uh, like yeah, he gets lion powers. Really, <laughs> <laughs> so lame. So lame. I you know because I never really read up on the origin of Craven the Hunter. So the the lion powers thing, I always just saw he was like this big ass Russian hunter guy. Hunter, just obsessed and with like hunting, big, and he wanted game to hunter. hunt Spider Man. Right, the like yeah, the world's that's deadliest exactly hunt. Yeah. So uh, as far as like powers and abilities, I you know let me like look through to see what his <laughs> like I know he's got superhuman abilities or physical abilities from but a I lion. Didn't know that it really came from the blood of a lion. Good I lord! Was, like, I thought he had like maybe a potion or something that kind of um, gave him good eyesight or whatever, but the yeah. potion. <laughs> Potion. That's a great word for it. I, like this is so yucky that I'm sitting here wishing for a potion. Just if they just said to me, "He got his powers from a potion." In any other time, I'm just like, "Good lord, are we all out of ideas?" But when the other idea is, uh, "He got his lion powers," <laughs> like, give yeah. me the potion. I think I'm sure is- these things look great on paper. <laughs> and by paper, I mean the comics. But So uh, this, I think, is the great thing of right now. I think this is the advantage right now of the whole multiverse, Spider-Verse thing, right? Is that Sony, who owns the, the licensing for Spider-Man and all the Spider-Man characters, they will not give it up. No, they so will not. keep making shitty movies, but they've yeah. reached a decision about, or they've come to like some sort of agreement with the MCU about having a Spider-Man in the MCU. So we have Tom Holland, who might, I don't know, sometimes maybe cross over with these Sony things, but that we don't actually ever really have to pay attention to it because it's yeah. multiverse. Nothing really matters. 
right? Yeah. It's, none of this Craven the Hunter stuff is going to affect like the greater MCU. It's just going to happen in its own contained shitty ass universe. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like a fun little thing they get to do here is, you know, they just get to throw stuff at the wall. Sony does. And if yeah. people like it, they're like, uh, okay, great. Well, let's uh, make that version of Venom uh, team up with Spider-Man or go after Spider-Man, right? Like, you don't you don't have to worry about messing with the canon or frigging with the war room that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You get to try things, and then if it works, oh, for some reason, they cross universes and then they fight each other mm-hmm. or however exactly. that ends up happening. Um, so and Caleb uh, Kirby, who's a writer at The Zone and uh, sometimes, not for many years, contributor of uh, this podcast he said to me even about this craven trailer he's like holy smokes are they trying to make sinister six a thing hey Mm, real hard trying real hard yeah that's exactly what they're doing is like sinister six but everybody gets their own movie like the avengers oh Oh. man that's gonna take forever and it's not gonna be anywhere near as good no 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 and then even there was a rhino tease in this thing as well yeah oh man (sighs) Didn't anybody ever tell you why they call me the rhino? And then yeah, you, they do the freaking manimal thing, or what was it? What was it? They, what was that? Manimal book or kids series where the kids turn into animals? What was that called? Animorphs. <laughs> Animorphs. Yeah, like Manimal? just like come on, you guys. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> so there's really only one thing to say about Craven the Hunter, and that is it's morbid time. It <laughs> <laughs> seems like a big, a big sloppy morby mess. Uh, next up, it's a trailer a for mess. <laughs> <laughs> title. Uh, next up, a trailer with a bit more plot for the Netflix series One Piece. This is based on the long-running uh, Shonen Jump uh, comic, and it'll be premiering on August thirty-first. It looks good. It looks ambitious. It looks expensive and to that end I say gosh I hope it lasts more than a season because I'll bet it's expensive to make um, I don't know any of the cast uh, but uh, Inyaki Godoy who plays Luffy is an excellent um, embodiment of the character and right at the end you see him do the sort of extended plastic arm thing before he does like a does like a punch so they're bringing some of the silly elements uh, from the from the anime and the uh, and the graphic novel to Netflix, and finally, and coming soon, Avatar: The Last Airbender, the live-action uh, Netflix series, released photos, not set photos, but uh, like hero photos of Aang, Katara, Sokka, and Zuko, um, the the human beings playing them. Uh, it's uh, coming next year. And of course, it's Netflix, so their hashtag is Tudum. And um, yeah, it's not bad. The, these human adaptations, I, I I see it. I believe it a little more than the M Night Shyamalan adaptation. And I say that only having watched the trailers because I never watched the movie. Uh, and then there is a title treatment where you get to see the uh, water, earth, air, and fire logos a bunch of times, and then the uh, the title treatment for the series. So. Yeah. That's coming so up. you're not super skeptical. I, I like. I guess we were. You're all burned by that other live action movie. Yeah. Wait uh, a minute, though. You burned by it, and you never even saw it. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I, I didn't feel it was worth my time, honestly, just like a reviews, but B also just looking at the, at the trailers and a couple behind the scenes clips. And was that one of those also, um, that people were complaining about whitewashing Asian characters? Um, I mean, that might've been a part of it. It just looked bad. Yeah. to me you know and maybe i should see the movie but i don't not 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 no i mean yeah so i can i i haven't actually seen it myself and i'm not that familiar with the series but like aiden and kian are huge fans mm. um and they watched the movie and yeah they agreed that the movie is not as good as okay. like the the show yeah so, yeah hey um honesty. it was this thing filmed in canada vancouver island or maybe vancouver do not know um, why do you ask I don't know. I saw a post from somebody recently about this show and like all the hard work that went into it. And she seemed to know people. I don't know. Something like there was a kind of a local connection or to the, um, uh, the somewhat local Vancouver industry. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Apparently all Vancouver. Fantastic. Oh, wow. That's cool. Okay. Neat. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of into it. I, I I've never watched the anime. I've never watched. I didn't watch the bad movie, uh, but I just know that it's like quite <laughs> beloved. And and what I know and what I've seen from this live action one is that they seem to be going after exactly the style and the imagery of the beloved anime. And so there you go. That might be a good place to jump in there if you want something fun. Yeah, it'll just be interesting to see because the two creators, uh, Brian and Mike. We're on board with this for a bit, and then they step back, and that's concerning. Um, but I got it. You know, can't judge it until I see another trailer. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, this one I will. I will. I will watch this and see um, how it is because I'm. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I hope it's good Geek. for you. I want this to be good for fans. Trust me, I want that too. Right. You know, and. I was going to say, with Nickelodeon behind it, but I guess Nickelodeon had a license the M. Night Shyamalan movie, too. So. Oh. Geek news proper. So, Jonathan Major's domestic violence charge will go to trial. Um, in New York, um, this would be from what? When does this happen? In March? Yeah. I'm surprised. This, I didn't read this article. I passed it on, but didn't read it because I'm lazy. I'm surprised this is going to trial because wasn't it like his girlfriend or something? Didn't she like come out and be like, oops, sorry. I, sh- I shouldn't have done anything. It's all fine. Yeah. Is this a case yeah, of like the police suppressing charges based on yeah. uh, the evidence of what they saw, even if the victim themselves doesn't want to press charges? Or doesn't Isn't it the victim who needs to press charges? Maybe she had a change of heart. Mm-hmm. I can see Bud speed reading the article right now to find these answers. I can't because he's got a paywall. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Yes. Oh, funny. Um, well, the woman um, apparently updated the complaint in May. Uh, saying that Jonathan Majors had twisted her arm and finger behind her body, causing substantial pain. Oh, boy. Um, and uh, But oh, it no, says here in this Rolling Stone article, actress Megan Good, who re- recently... Oh, this is after the arrest. Okay, sorry. I thought this was the assault person. Okay, this is somebody different. He's got a new girlfriend now. Uh-oh. Megan oh Good the, from Shazam. Oh, is she from Shazam? Was she in Shazam? 
Yeah, she's a, you know when the little the little kid turns into like a full grown superhero, the little kid with glasses. Isn't that all of Shazam? Isn't that all <laughs> little kids turning well, into Well, one particular one is Megan Good. The young black okay. kid. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, um, okay. Um yeah, don't don't give Marvel DC shit together here in this like <laughs> get out of here get out of here we're having problems already with Jonathan Majors and apparently Marvel moving everything because maybe this is going to affect Kang and now we got some DC shit in here no what the fuck <laughs> thank you I mean look better in a court of law than the court of public opinion like it yes. has been this last past how many Truth. months great point yeah yeah. Because all these people on like TikTok with all their you know theories on all like okay, are you lawyers? Are you investigators? What's what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. So let's just let this thing play out in court, and then we'll see what happens. Exactly. And I think people are still Kang, supposed to be to innocent Kang. until proven guilty. So yeah. it's not a perfect system, but it sure is better than TikTokers screaming about things. Yeah. Correct. Quentin Tarantino draws the line at animal cruelty in his movies. That's a bridge I can't cross. Um, yay! That's great. So that means that um, while we may see heads explode, um, we will, Kirsten will not have to avoid any of Quentin Tarantino's uh, remaining one movies uh, because there will be no animal cruelty in it. Oh, like they won't show any animal, like they won't, like, yeah, he yeah. won't show any animals getting harmed. Yes, no. Yeah, I had to think about this, though. Is that right. true? Paul, are you? It looks like you're also thinking about this. Has no animal ever been hurt in a Quentin Tarantino movie? Because no, that last, just seemed like. In the last one, a dog kicked some serious ass. Yeah, that's and right. Hit some serious neck or yeah. nose. I don't yeah. remember what the dog bit. But. Yeah, the dog. Yeah. But like, ne- like, not even a horse? No, I don't think so. Oh, wait. Um. Running Glorious Bastards. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. What's it called? Um, Django. Django. I thought a horse got shot. Yeah, didn't a horse get hurt? Really? A horse gets shot hmm. in Django? Yeah, potentially, maybe. Yeah, a horse gets shot and uh, lands on a slave owner. And then that's how, um, what's his name, gets acquires Django. There you but go. Does the horse die? Because the quote from Ken is I have a big thing about killing animals in movies. That's I'm a bridge sure I can't horse cross. Died. <laughs> so oh, maybe the horse shot the shot. horse in the head. Went to hospital and is but fine. I, I think it was a KKK horse, so it was fine. <laughs> oh, it was okay. a ra- well, it was it was a racist horse. Yeah. <laughs> it was a racist horse. So it was fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, interesting though. Yeah, it unless is. the quote is specifically not necessarily about like animals in his movies, like scenes, but he just that would be stupid though. It's like I am, I draw the line at actually hurting animals. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing. To- yeah, I think <laughs> Peta's on the set to make sure that that line is pretty well established. Um, yeah, no, but I th- I think it's interesting. You know, here we are nine into nine movies into his 10 year filmography that he's promised us. And these things are just kind of coming to light now where he's like, uh, I don't like putting sex scenes in movies. And then you think about it for a second. You're like, Oh yeah. Of all the Tarantino things that are very present in his movies, you know, there's no sex and it's true. There, there isn't uh, aside from this one racist horse, there's not a lot of examples of yeah. Cruel animal cruelty either, which um, he talks about. He 
has reasons for these things. Uh, he, you know, his very specific love of filmmaking and movie watching experience. He just like he wants it to be like a fun escape. And for some reason, uh, human on human violence in the most horrific way. Yep. <laughs> totally fun. And human on and human on human sex. Well, human on human sex, no good. You're not interested. Doesn't doesn't want to put it in the did, It's funny that you bring that up because I never got that served to me about Tarantino, but I got it served to me the like the a different perspective that it was like he doesn't want to put sex in movies, but when he puts sexy things in movies, he casts himself because there's that scene <laughs> in from Dusk Till Dawn where he just like oh. fucking sucks on Selma Hayek's foot. <laughs> yeah, and right. apparently Quentin Tarantino has like a huge foot fetish. Yeah, so people yes. are like, gross Tarantino, you're saying you're not doing sex scenes, but then you cast yourself as the character who uh, sucks on no, Selma but Hayek's from foot. From Dusk Till Dawn is Robert Rodriguez. That's right. But he can do it if it's a different it director telling him to do it. Isn't it both? Isn't that one both? Isn't that a co thing? Because it switches no, halfway through. No, he just show. I, oh, does it? No, that's Grindhouse. Yeah, nah, yeah. It turns out may have helped write Dust Till Dawn. Maybe he's a writer on it. Yeah. So yeah. But if he gets his buddy anyway. to tell him to suck on Selma Hayek's toe, that's <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. That's right. Uh, was this in the script written? <laughs> Or was it a direction on the set from the director? Yeah. Great question. <laughs> we don't really look into that. It says the screenplay, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez just directed it. So, mm. I mean, maybe he could get away with it, but... He does certainly but, have a foot fetish. Like I just bought the hardcover edition of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the book that I read last year, because I really loved the book. I had the little paperback, and then I found the hardcover. Oh and- wait, wait! You finished the book? I did. You finished the book. You I just book. swear every time you talk about it, you're still reading it. And so this is the first I'm hearing that you finished it. I know, truly, truly. It took me forever. But uh, I bought the I found the hardcover for like nine dollars at the Home Sense. Nice. It's a beautiful hardcover book. Anyways, <laughs> on the cover of the book <laughs> is feet, like a young woman's feet up on the dashboard oh of a God. car. Yeah. Bruce. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well established. Quentin Tarantino calls he says in real life, it's a pain to shoot sex scenes. Uh, if it was already a bit problematic to do it before, now it's even more so with like Me Too and whatnot. If there had ever been a sex scene that was essential to the story, I would have, but so far it hasn't been necessary. So Hey, also, it's not gross if he's got a thing for feet. That's just what he's got a thing for. That's okay. He's not hurting nobody with that. The big news today is Wait. that a submersible <laughs> has gone missing off the east coast of Canada looking for the Titanic. Uh, and an interesting story passed along is that they are using a modified version of a Logitech GF710 wireless gamepad, MSRP 40 United States dollars, to control the thing. Huh. Which is interesting, but honestly, not that out of the realm of possibilities. Like... Military uses games for training, like game controllers are basically just Bluetooth controllers where the joysticks or the buttons are assigned to specific things in a larger computer. Um, People use game controllers to edit their photos in Lightroom. People use game controllers for all sorts of Mm. different things. So not that surprising, but interesting to see specifically which one they were using in this tour that they are charging $250,000 per person to go in a submersible and see the Titanic. Holy smokes. 
are people the on this. ripping on the people in this submersible who are down maybe at the bottom of the ocean, maybe floating on the top. No one knows if they could be either yeah. way. They could be either up or down. No did, one you, knows. did you see this, this terrifying thing, though, that if they were floating, if they're not floating at the bottom of the ocean and they are floating at the top, that they cannot open? Yes. The submersible you ha- it is sealed from outside. Yes. So if they actually are not at the bottom of the ocean oh and they're God. just waiting, they could just be running out of oxygen and you cannot open it from the inside. Son of a buck. Yeah, because yeah, no, there's like, terrible. like 96 hours of worth of oxygen yeah, in that four days. submersible. That's it. Yeah, so we got about two days left here at, this, at the p- point of this recording. Yeah, Hunt is on to find these people. Um yeah, and, that, and that's true. It can only be open from the outside, which seems like a bad idea. You'd think, too, that it would, like, if you just run out of power or something in something like this, you would just be able to rip, like, pull a cord, and, like, a bunch of balloons would inflate on the outside, and it would float to the surface, at the very least then. And then you'd be able to open it from the inside! <laughs> and it would turn into, like, a flotation device, some kind of a, like, a life raft. There's so much... So much about this. And what is blowing me away actually is it feels like on very mainstream Twitter, like this is not, you know, horrific 8chan or like the worst trolls that dwell in the darkness on Twitter. This is like very common mainstream thread on Twitter is uh, good. Fuck these people. <laughs> Oh, Do you, are you are y'all seeing this? It's just like ouch. People, it's like I saw some. I saw some people on my Instagram, like my friends, sharing stuff today that was like, "Why are uh, why are we doing all these rescue efforts to find these billionaires?" And I'm and comparing it to like, um, I think a couple of them are from. Oh my gosh, right? Pakistan? They're like, but then mm-hmm. there's here's these thousand Pakistani people on a boat. And nobody tried to save them. Ugh. And I don't know. I really think that's just a false equivalency. And like, yeah. it's like the Navy and the Coast Guard, and it's off the coast of Canada and the US. And it doesn't matter that there are billionaires in there. There's two billionaires, and then there's two scientists and a 19 year old kid. There's yeah. a night, one of the billionaire's sons. They're souls. They're, just, they're people on a boat. It yeah. doesn't matter that they're billionaires. I think if anybody was in there and it was off the coast of Canada and the U.S., that the Coast Guard, yes, would be involved in the rescue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yes, Paul, I've been seeing that and I don't agree with that take. I know. Like I'm, I'm as I eat the rich gross. as anybody, but like if – if these people end up dying in their submersible, I, this, these jokes are not funny until they're back on a dry land, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I know. I saw it's it's wild. Yeah, it's been a, it's it's yeah. I I saw that today, and I I was kind of shocked by the couple of people that I saw sharing that. I was like, I don't know if that's a good take. Yeah. Like that's a false equivalency. Like I get that they're, you know, they're starving people and that they're, yes, the Pakistani people are trying to, um, uh, to escape war and they're on boats and no one's helping them. But I'm like, that's not, it's not off the coast of Canada and the U S that something has gone missing. You know what I mean? Anyway, hopefully they find these people, uh, you know, I, it's not looking great right now. Cause wow. I read something today about, if they are near the Titanic, like how deep they are, the deepest sea rescue that's ever been done, something like, oh my God, like 4,000 meters 
higher than oh, this, wow, like wow. if they really? were able oh, to rescue God. it. Yeah. Um, Apparently it takes but, three hours of descent to get down to the Titanic. Like yeah. that's that's a harrowing figure. That's something I cannot wrap my brain around. No, thank you. It's four CN towers yeah. deep. It's what? It's deep. Four CN towers deep. Holy cats, no. Yeah. Oh my god. That's what I read today. Yeah. It's a wonder we know more about space than the ocean. Seriously. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, hopefully like when that the thing with those tie the the tie boys in the cave, all oh, that. Yeah. yeah. People thought that they weren't going to be able to rescue them and everyone made it out alive. So I'm just yeah. Yeah, to be hopeful for those people. Hopeful for the, their lives, and uh, when they are rescued, I would just—I really want these jokes to be funny. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So I believe we even talked about this when a Lego version, a Lego shot-for-shot remake of the trailer for Spider-Man: Colon Across the Spider-Verse came out on Twitter and YouTube. We find out later that it was a Canadian kid named uh, Preston who did this, and we find out, and the Spider-Verse people find out, and they tapped Preston to make a scene for, um, shoot, what's the new one called? Across, across the Spider-Verse. Spider yeah, Across the Spider-Verse. Sorry, what was the first one called? Into the Spider-Verse. Into, Into the, the Spider-Verse. Spider Sorry. Trailer first, Into the Spider-Verse. They contracted him to make a scene in Lego... Spider-Man for Across the Spider-Verse. Now we find out that he was mentored by another teenager from Saanich who made a custom huh. plugin for a very popular uh, 3D animation program called Blender. So uh, Keegan Samard uh, is 18, lives in Saanich, um, and is, was on the same Discord server as as Preston, who got hired by Sony to do this thing. Um and Keegan made this uh, plugin for Blender called Mecha Face, which allows you to animate the eyes and mouths of Lego minifigs. And so Preston used that. And so that's our star connection to Across the Spider-Verse, which is really cool. Pretty darn cool. Yeah, I guess this is kind of spoiler alert, but... <laughs> what, that there was a... A Lego, <laughs> a Lego scene. I mean, I got but, spoiled with that way early. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a fun. It was a fun scene, though. Next up, Mike Judge has a new series coming to Adult Swim called "Common Side Effects," and he'll be collaborating with uh, Greg Daniels from The Office. Ooh, I like that. I like yeah. the sound of that. Common side effects will take on themes of government corruption and big pharma, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just announced on um, last Friday. And so it's, you know, long going to be long in production. We won't see this for a bit. But, I mean, that's a pretty good pedigree. You get Mike Judge and um, Greg Daniels taking on, you know, big pharma like that. I think that's that would be... A good thing to watch. What's the last thing that Mike Judge has done? Because um, I think it was a Beavis and Butthead reboot. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. There was Beavis and New Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, that's right. And, there was and apparently, there's a season two on its way. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, so that's interesting. I'd like to see Mike Judge do something different. He's kind of been, you know, cashing his King of the Hill checks and doing a New Beavis and Butthead, and that's pretty much it. Um, but he, he, that's a guy with a very distinct voice going back to, well, I guess Beavis and Butthead and then, uh, 
Idiocracy was Big Mike Judge success. Yeah, and that's so cool. Office Space, I want to say too, is Mike Judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah that's Silicon, what I was going to say. Silicon like, Valley. Silicon Valley. Oh, really? Yeah. Showrunner yeah, that show did Office that. Space, and then the person that was working on The Office are uh, teaming up for this. Oh, oh right. funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my Interesting. God. That's funny. Yeah, I love that. Okay, cool. So- yeah, he's been doing lots of stuff. Like, when you say Mike Judge, like, that's what I think of, is I think of Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill. But he's been involved in so many things after that. And yeah. they're, like, I feel like they're all really good, too. And finally, in Geek News proper, the fate of that show, The Idol, is apparently up in the air amid criticism of egomaniacal behavior from the weekend. Did we talk about this, or did we talk about it here, or there was some discussion that's recent in my head about this, but... I think when Art and I reviewed it a little bit, we talked about that. That's what it was. That was the pot I wasn't on. Right. Okay. Right, right, right. That's yeah. What and all that Art and I really have done is seen the, f- we, we talked about the first episode, but oh boy, episodes two and three, it gets so yucky. And I get that The weekend wants to be taken probably seriously as an actor in this way, but um, I don't think I would want my first big role to be such a believable creep. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Well said. It is so yucky. I, yeah, I watch it every week still. I'm, I'm, you know, the three episodes deep and uh, a lot of the time that I'm on, that he's on the screen, I just, I'm like, yucky, yucky, screaming out loud how yucky uh, he and his character is, which again is is the point of it. It's the point. That's the point. Paul is actively anti-yucky. Uh, yes, shouldn't be so yucky. It, but, but it's also really frustrating because he's like it's so clear what he's doing in it. You know what I mean? Um, his character is this like borderline cult leader uh, that kind of just gets so takes control over this young pop star's whole life. You know, starts dating her and everything, and like is really controlling. And I don't know. It's just it, it doesn't ring so true to me. He's being so obvious and and so gross in his machinations that you're just like sorry why isn't this rich pop star with her own agency she you know makes otherwise decent choices for her own kind of well-being why doesn't she realize that this guy is so gross when he's being so bad it's, i don't know it's kind of a frustrating show and then to know that there's behind the scenes drama as well that he's like gross on set too. It's like oh boy, that's oh yeah, the terrible last thing you need. Terrible. You if you're gonna be playing, at, you know, as your first breakout role, someone so gross, you need every story to come off of that <laughs> set being like he's so respectful, he's so salt of the earth. He's I really appreciate this isn't hard or I mean this isn't easy to film, but he makes it easier because it's he's so genuine, he's so nice. Exactly, you know, like you need Please. the. Those stories to come out, you can't have a single bad thing come out about you. No. Do you think he's method acting? Ugh. Oh, <laughs> creepy, gross! No, ew, yuck. He is very theatrical, especially with his music. Right? Like, mm-hmm. what was the um, the award show that he went to, and he looked like he got beat up beforehand? Oh yeah. Right. And then all of his performances as well. They start off very the- theatrical. Yeah. No, it wasn't the Oscars. Why did I see that? Why did I see that performance? Maybe the Grammys or something. Of... Super Bowl? I don't feel like I didn't watch. No, no Super Bowl, he didn't have beat up face. Mm-hmm. Weird. 
The, it was the video, video Music Awards in 2020. Uh, Why would I have watched that? That's weird. It's a great question, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I definitely saw that. Maybe it's maybe it's because of that. Maybe it's because I heard about his beat up face, right? And I was like trying to figure out if it was real or not. We have one piece of listener mailbag from Zoner Mary, who wrote to us about uh, Doctor Who and other stuff, and we were trying to figure out um, uh, if. Um, Azeraphiel? Oh, dang it, I can't remember his name. The demon from uh, from Good Omens, uh, David Tennant. David Tennant. Uh, yeah, anyways, he was uh, he was the 10th Doctor. Um, and Mary tells us he's only guesting for two or three episodes until the new Doctor, the 14th Doctor, will take over at the Christmas special. Mary says, if you need a Doctor Who person on the pod, I'm your girl. I've seen all the new series <laughs> and follow quite closely all the changes and whatnots. She says, I'm surprised no one there is a Doctor Who fan. So, like, as a kid... The, the 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 episodes from the 60s were on and so i watched a couple of those and then i watched the ninth and 10th doctor um but then that's it then i then i fell out of it so uh mary honorary pod uh, member there there you go um and then paul you chatted to her about uh, strange new worlds i think yeah yeah they put on the cue sheet to review but the first episode of strange new worlds dropped this week mary was super excited about it and uh, honestly so was i this was the first tv show in a long time that is not one of those sunday night hbo shows that i actually appointment viewed um i uh fell asleep immediately Oh immediately. boy! Oh, I'm so bad at watching stuff. I was just, I, I came back to it. I was like, oh yeah, I didn't get my, my very far into that Star Trek show. I should go back and watch it again. And I dialed it back up, and it was, um, um, I fell asleep during the opening theme song. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> so excited. Yeah, oh they, they do the space, the final frontier thing, and then there's a nice little theme song that I like, and it put me right to sleep. But anyways, I went back and watched it like while I was doing something else. <laughs> That's the only way I can watch anything, and it's good. It's good. It's fun. They're right back into it, and um, it's a lot of fun. Now, in the first episode, though, the one takeaway I did have was like, it's in the trailer. There's that scene where they're like, uh, oh, Spock is sitting in the captain chair, and you got to have a thing. You got to have a, a, a thing that you say when you make the ship go. Right, and then it's like played up for laughs that Spock is kind of awkward about it. And I'm just what does like, he say? I would like the ship to go now. Yeah, yeah. I hated it. The oh. scene is like so long; it's so drawn out in the opening episode, like way more than it is. If it was like just what's in the trailer, maybe it wouldn't have been so bad. Because like Damn. they're they're doing they're warping away into like a a pretty time sensitive adventure like they gotta go go, spock let's go (laughs) and then they're having this whole stupid played for laughs conversation about like what's your phrase to make the ship go it's just like this isn't even really a thing okay like this is only since like this new trek like star trek discovery all those idiots took it over and then they're like oh yeah i guess um captain picard said engage so every star trek captain must have a different thing to say and it's like no they don't they all just pretty (laughs) much say engage okay and then they started making up new ones for these uh, uh, yeah and then one 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 of them says to hit it or punch it or whatever Oh my god. Who cares? Yeah, that's Han Solo. That's two things. That's two. <laughs> that's not a trend in this universe. No. It's so cringy. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Oh, that's Anyways, the rest sorry. of the show is great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, we're on to reviews and recommendations, starting with Brian's 91-second movie review of The Flash and Batman and Supergirl and Batman and also The Flash. Yes, and uh, the, as such... Um, I gave you a long title I know to you film, did. man. You but t- you I, well, I can't type that quickly. I got okay. my foot up on the desk here. Is uh, um, uh, Now, I heard... I heard the, now, I don't think I'm going to go... And now... A Zone at 91.3, 91-second movie review. Five, four, three, two, and... Action! Right off the bat, I'll tell you two things about The Flash. Yes, I very much enjoyed it. No, I don't think it's one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Not even a little bit. Adapted from the 2011 comic arc Flashpoint, this film tells the story of Barry Allen using his powers to travel back in time and change the tragic events of his past. This inadvertently alters the future, leaving Barry trapped in a reality where the Justice League doesn't exist. Because of the chaotic nature of this tale, The Flash turned out to be a solid origin story in disguise. The film is funny and contains some great action set pieces, and what worked best for me was the emotional core of the story, specifically Barry's relationship with his mother. Now, if you've seen any of the marketing of this film, you'd know that we get appearances from a few other DC superheroes, including the return of Ben Affleck as Batman slash Bruce Wayne, Sasha Kaye as Supergirl, and, well, the return of Michael Keaton as um, Batman slash Bruce Wayne. I think the appearances <laughs> of all the auxiliary heroes were pretty great, though I wish Sasha Kaye had a few more scenes to shine as Kara Zor-El. All of her scenes were gripping, and the Supergirl action was pretty cool, but it didn't feel like we got enough from her, unfortunately making her a rather one-note character. Michael Keaton was a reliable constant throughout the film. It's like we as an audience could rest assured during his scenes knowing that we were going to like what we saw, Mm. and he definitely delivered on all of them. Mm. As far as some negatives, the bad CGI was distracting, and for a movie about one of the fastest superheroes in the DC universe, the pacing was awfully slow. Mm. I think more so than anything else, The Flash simply works as a fun exit strategy for many of the DC properties we know are not going to continue under the creative helm of James Gunn. Cut! That's a wrap! Wow. You can find all of Brian's 91 second movie reviews at thezone.fm slash movies. I was kind of afraid of if this movie does really well, what does that mean? But apparently we don't have to worry about that. Ah, uh, don't fret, bud. <laughs> <laughs> this thing yeah. is uh, bombing um, so hard. Yeah, I can. I want to like just spoiler free talk about this with yeah. Brian because I saw it this weekend as well. And um, I think one of the things, and, and I, your review, Brian, spot on, spot on, agree with everything. Um, one of the things that I found kind of disappointing about this movie, though, was that kind of almost all of the cameo surprises, multiverse, whatever, were already given to us in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Which, wow. Like, you, disappointing. You know, they... They do this whole build-up thing about going to go get Kal-El. Um, so, oh, we got to get Superman. We got to get Superman. And the whole time I'm like, well, I know well, we what the know. payoff of this is oh, going to be. God. Like, this is so... So I kind of wish... Like, I get why DC did the marketing the way they did. And it worked because it got me to go see it in the theaters. Mm. But I just felt like so many of those things were spoiled. Yeah, like and I made I, it the I, movie watching less enjoyable. Almost. Okay. I agree. I think it was that I think it was they were nervous. The studio was nervous that because James Gunn's taking over DC, because this is an old D, like a, a DC EU film. So like that, the, the mm. universe that's not going to continue on. And Ezra Miller, they, mm-hmm. they their star is essentially a 
cr- a crazy criminal mm. um yes. an unmarketable criminal uh mm-hmm. i think because of all of those elements that's when they started releasing all that well we got to tell people that this person's going to be in it we got to tell people that this is going to happen and you know and and there's only so much you could do that then doesn't re- you know affect your reactions and uh, your experience watching the movie for the first time because because yeah because of these things it you know it doesn't really feel like you you've watched it for the first time you're you're kind of like oh my god Michael Keaton's in this you know yeah. you, you don't it takes away all of those moments that really should be left for the film you know a la Spider Man No Way Home right yeah. we kind of knew. Yeah. I guess spoiler alert this time. <laughs> but we kind of kind of knew or oh, suspected. Child. Oh, hello. Hello. He's eating the microphone. Indy, hello. can you say that's yuck? That's yuck. That's yuck. Yeah. What were we talking about earlier that was yuck? Oh, the weekend. Indy, what do you think of the weekend? That's say yuck. that's yuck. That's yuck. No, he's in the water now. We can splice that together. That's yuck. I thought you were actually talking. I thought you were actually talking to him about the weekend. <laughs> he said that's yuck. That's yuck. Bad. I love yeah. that. I don't like that blinded by the light song. That's yuck. Um, that's blinded yuck. by the light? Can you say that? Do you mean blinding lights? Um, oh, blinding lights. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great that Freudian slip, bad. though, to Man from Man's Earth Band. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Brian, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's too bad. Like, Ezra Miller, I don't think is a terrible actor. I think that they were able to carry playing two characters mm-hmm. pretty well. But a very weird casting choice, I think, from DC to, like, not a, not a superstar. You know what I mean? He's they're not like a a high bankable mm. person to cast as this main lead role in this film. Yeah, it just felt very weird. Like I don't know if there's even before all of the weird crazy things that they've been up to. Like was Ezra Miller ever superstar status? Like it just it seems no. Strange. Maybe they could have been if I they mean, hadn't done all the crazy stuff. No, yeah, but that's, that's the why thing. they got Michael Keaton in all the trailers. It's because mm-hmm. no, Ezra Miller can't carry this. Ezra Miller is not a leading uh, actor in that way that's going to drive people to the movie theater. Regardless. I don't know. I think the studio thought that was going to be the case. Even before that video came out of him choking the girl at the club, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it was he was or she, they were cast in you know this franchise in the DCEU stuff, yeah. and in the Harry Potter stuff, not like the the yeah. the Fantastic Beast stuff, right? Yeah. And they were setting them the the or that character up to be a pretty big crux of that Fantastic Beasts uh, yes. uh, storyline. So like not a clean skin, but not a superstar, you know, he's somewhere mm. in between some, someone that you hope would be a burgeoning star. Yeah. Yeah. And they, their acting chops are pretty good in this movie, but I will say there was too much Ezra Miller in this movie. Uh, yeah. Like, I was going to exactly say. Really? Like, if you I was have... kind of looking forward to the, especially the dual Ezra Millers. The but two if barons. you were like going into this, despite your moral like i don't want to like watch a movie with this criminal they're in 97.5 percent of the movie and 
because of the fact that they're in it like twice. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, no. And their voice, like, oh my gosh. It's just really whiny. They've got like a really whiny (laughs) voice, which was, I have not ever noticed in any of the other things that they've been in, but I think maybe it's because it's double or something or the delivery. Mm. I I don't know. It was just, it was really difficult to get past. And then also the fact that at one point during the movie, Johnny leaned towards me and said, Ezra Miller just looks like Jimmy Fallon with a wig on trying to do a sketch. Yep. Then that's all I could see for the rest of the movie. Yeah, oh, crap. So. oh, no. Um, I will say oh, I did wow. like, if you know, with regards to the Flash character, with regards to Barry Allen, I, I never really liked how Barry Allen was being used as just the comedic, like, oh, mm. He's the person that's just uh, like he's the comedic relief and never really to be taken seriously. He says, oh, I don't fight people. I just move fast and push them. And that was supposed to be a line that we laugh at and and stuff. So you never really take the Flash seriously in the DCEU. I did like the dynamic between the older older version of the Flash and the younger version of or older version of Barry Allen and younger because that sort of forces him to grow up right forces that character to to really have to grow up um so i did like that dynamic and like i said in the the review i I liked the dynamic in the the between him and his mom and i like Mm -hmm. you're kind of getting an origin story without actually getting an origin story and that is the big crux of the origin story is that like he you know he, he lost his mom at a young age um so that was really cool but yeah it's uh other the other things I fucking hate the way he runns. Oh no, really? Yeah, jo- Johnny, oh, same no. thing. This is like, off. and then yeah, it's just weird. And then oh, no. it, it's there's one scene in the movie, Brian. You know what I'm talking about, where he runs, and it's even more obvious. Yeah, how bad the run is. Oh, no. How bad it is. Just like, oh no. Could you could you not have tried that during the casting process? Now just yeah. run from point A to point B. I know, but it's just yeah, like, I feel like it's funny running because- is important. The first moment, in the first few minutes of the film, he's like, he's getting ready, he's gearing up, and you're going to get to see how he runs, and you're kind of hoping they change it, and then he does it, and you're like, oh, they sticked with that same <laughs> shitty-ass stroke of a run. Yeah. It was very yeah. bad. Oh, God. Um, I think, though, maybe my favorite new DC movie. Yeah, maybe the it best. Is. Wow. It is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, wasn't a huge fan of, you know, any of the Wonder Woman's. They were fine. I did like the first Shazam. Second Shazam was not good. Black Adam not good. Mm. Um Suicide Squad, both of them in eh. like this one, I think I would rate the highest out of any of them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I agree. Okay. This uh, CGI. That's hard to look past. Did you did you read what DC said about the CGI though, and, defending and, it? Yeah, so, so the director said, <laughs> and this, this is, is totally hilarious. not true. This is like yes. saying your dog ate your homework. Oh, no, no. Um, <laughs> he basically, because the CGI looks like, and I think I, I, I heard it in a podcast uh, not too long ago saying, it's like, it looks like something out of a PlayStation 3 game. Oh, like it's yes. that. Dang. Bad. Um, Ouch. And uh, is it, what's the director's name? Andy Michetti or something? Yeah. He said that that's how it's supposed to look because we're seeing things from 
Barry Allen's point Barry's of view and things oh, are distorted oh, because God. he's moving so fast. No, 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 supposed to look bad. It was supposed to look bad. Like, oh, yeah. just like I would have, I would have been a little bit more forgiving if they just, if he just went out and said, "Yeah, sorry, like we ran out of time, ran out of budget, or or yeah. what." Some actual real world excuse, but saying, "No, no, no, this is the intent." That's supposed to look like lame. Yeah, yeah. very, very no, no. Oh, Don't man. buy it. Not buying it at so, all. Lame. Um, um, all of the Batman eighty nine stuff was awesome. Like I, I won't spoil it, but like yeah. they did great recreations of of some set pieces and stuff oh, that were yeah. nice. Like I fucking you know what? I love fan service. I'll just say it. I fucking love fan service and like all of that stuff. I was like, yeah, like incredible. Yeah. Kirsten loves a set um, piece. I did, yeah, it was it great. Um, all that, all the fans really is funny because I saw a meme is like uh, based off the Simpsons. Uh, it was based off the Simpsons episode where like, um, who's the guy that, that hit all those home runs <laughs> all those years ago in, in major league baseball. And it's like when Bart becomes like a, a, a conspiracy theorist. Are you talking about a real person in real life? Like Babe Ruth? Yeah, no, but like more recent. Anyway, he, he's the dude that hit the home run records. And uh, Bart thinks Major League Baseball is, like, controlling people's brains. And he's oh, like, wow. do you want to actually see the data? Or do you want to see me, like, uh, hit some dingers? And everyone's like, dingers, dingers. Ah. So they have this meme <laughs> where it's like DC is like, do you really want to see all of Ezra Miller's rap sheets? Or do you want uh, us to crank out some fan service in this movie? <laughs> fan service. Fan service. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it got me, too. It was like all those fan service moments I enjoyed so, so much, especially mm-hmm. the Batman 89 stuff. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, Keaton was great in this. Like, yeah, your review pretty much nailed it. And I, I, we won't talk about it now. Hopefully, Paul, are you going to go see this movie so we, we can talk more spoilers next week? I don't know. I don't know. I like you're tempting me that maybe I should run out of here in 20 minutes and go and see it. And then uh, the other part of me is just like, I maybe I'll just wait another week. I don't know. Depending, Tuesday. you know what? Thing is, though. Because, like, say, Fast and the Furious didn't perform as good as they thought it it did. And it, two weeks later, it was available on streaming. Oh, wow. Right. This is very, very underperforming. Yeah. Very, very much underperforming. Cool. So I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes available on, like, Amazon Prime or something. Or Spe- Seeing Spider-Verse um, first is my priority. But I do still want to see The Flash. Um, mm. That's interesting, though. Maybe I will wait a moment for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there... The, uh, I won't spoil it, but like, it was interesting because before this movie came out, there was a statement somewhere that was like, oh, the post credit scene is going to change the DC universe forever. And then the post credit scene, I was like, what the fuck? Like, what what the fuck was that? Like, why did I wait for that? Oh, really? It really didn't. No. It, It was like, I guess what it it confirms i mm. i don't think this is a spoiler i think i can say this but it just confirms that um what's his face is still aquaman oh interesting what's his name why can't i think jason, of it jason, jason momoa. momoa jason momoa is still aquaman wow I, yeah. do you know brian Great. did did <laughs> did they film that scene later like it was that a james gunn scene Mm, that, I don't, that he put in there to be like he's not one of the people we fired. 
thing <laughs> is, I think they, yeah, they probably put that. I don't know if it, James Gunn had anything to do with it, but I think maybe they put that in there because Aquaman still got a movie coming out. So this oh, is like, mm, hang on, he's sure. still. Oh, whoa, oh, Brian just completely froze for me. What about you? Or whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, he's, back. Oh, he's back. Oh, um, you froze for me. Yeah, that's... Any of what I said. Sorry, my in my internet for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, we heard a little bit of it. That's interesting because, um, you know, they didn't confirm any of the people were out until like Shazam. We still haven't heard if he's out, but they waited for his movie to come out first. So, yeah, I wonder if you're right, if that's why they added that in there. And I also wonder, no spoilies, but I wonder if that other person is now in the DC yeah. universe, if they shot that later or if that was always in the movie yeah i know i know it's it's funny because oh <laughs> no, no i don't want to spoil it I don't want to spoil it see the thing is too is like uh the next day because i was like looking i wanted to look up the cast list i, I need to i was like i forgot sasha kaye's name so i just googled the flash 2023 and the first couple things was like a variety article hollywood reporter article all in the the headline of the article, major spoilers. For, oh, gross! Yeah. Don't you know? do that. And yeah. then I had a big one spoilers. dropped on me today. Stupidcomicbook.com, and they're like byline oh. of the uh, the link on Facebook, and like the below the it was the first line was a colossal cameo spoiler. Terrible. Yeah, and yeah. see, and that's the thing too is that it like you know, knowing that going in, just like what we were talking about at the beginning of this review, knowing that going in, completely just takes like it makes yeah. the moment but like meh you know yeah, yeah. whereas if you were just to see it for the first time it, it's kind of like wow big fan service moment right and yeah you yeah know? yeah it's funny it wasn't spoiled for me and i won't spoil it here but like seeing that moment even then like i wasn't expecting it um so i thought that was really cool so even though at the beginning of this i was like i think dc did themselves a disservice with giving us like all of these kind of spoilers about these characters that were going to be in it. There are still really fun cameos in this mm. movie that are very fan servicey um, and, and fun. Um, and nothing wrong. Yeah. With that. Yeah. Nice. And unexpected, like very unexpected, like good, mm. good job, flash. <laughs> good job, flash. Nice. Good job. Uh, the flash. Good job. The flash. Cute. All right, we do have a couple minutes, so uh, Kirsten and Paul, let's please R&R Van Gogh Victoria. Oh, yeah, I forgot that we were going to do that. <laughs> That's why I write things down. I don't know, Paul, do we have a few minutes or are you going to go watch The Flash? That's what I mean. I don't think I'm going to go to this thing. I don't know. I, so, just listening to you guys talk about it, I waffled like 30 times just in that oh, conversation. No. <laughs> yes or no, where <laughs> I should go. It's fun. It's a fun, it's a great fun popcorn movie. I think you should go see it. But we can And if you go now, Paul, only one thing will be spoiled that you read. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I know. You're maybe right. Oh God, I'm so tempted. Anyways, the Van Gogh thing, um, yeah, it was fun. It was good enough. Um, gosh, 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 gosh. I really enjoyed it, but did I enjoy it for $75? I don't know. Uh, it's that's only how much it is. Uh, if you get the VR only... experience as well, you get to wear a little headset. The what? Oh my God! Is there? Okay, it's it's only thirty one dollars if you go off peak hours. Because oh, I said something mm. similar, Paul. I was like, I would not pay you know fifty bucks for this or whatever. Oh. Uh, but if you go off peak, it's thirty one, which isn't as bad. 
That's not as bad, no. Holy yeah. smokes. No, I did enjoy it, though. It was a neat thing to do, for sure. Um, yeah, gosh, I don't know. I, well, it was interesting. It's like the main thing of it is just you're in a big room, big, 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 big room. There are some pillars in the room to make it a little bit more interesting than just room. And <laughs> they project like a moving 35-minute long Van Gogh art smash them up. And it's everywhere. It's on every surface. Yeah. It's quite a technical achievement. Is it? It's called projection mapping. Neat. I saw it in Vancouver. Uh, it was a it was a neat experience. Hey, are you are you not allowed to sit? There were rules in Vancouver. No sitting. Oh, really? So I will say, bud, this is different than the one in Vancouver. I have not seen the one in Vancouver, but this is beyond Van Gogh. The one in Vancouver was experience That's Van Gogh. That's right. It is. Oh. Um, and because I read about this the other day and and. I don't remember the difference if it's just different companies, different technology or whatever, um, but they are different in some way. I just don't know what it is. Fascinating. Okay, good to know. Or it's good Imagine know. Van Gogh. Sorry, sorry. It's Imagine Van Gogh right, in, yeah. in Victoria or in whatever. Very clever. Anyway. Same but thing, they are right? different. Like, oh, really? They're different. No, they're different. And I don't know what's different about them. But like the companies that put them on, they're different names. They're different enough that mm-hmm. I saw an article somewhere about like, this is not the same as the one in Vancouver. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, but I'm sure it's similar enough, but that you could also yeah. review and recommendation yeah. alongside this. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Regular tickets for basic time to entry are 32 bucks. The premium flex tickets, which means you can come in up to two hours uh, earlier, are 50 And then, yes, the VIP, including VR, $74. So gets you premium tickets, priority access, our brand new exclusive VR experience, and a Beyond Van Gogh merchandise package. So whatever. Oh, oh, you get some, some bookmarks to take home. That's kind of nice, I guess. <laughs> so did you yeah. do the VR thing at the end, Paul? Yeah, you did. And how, what was that like? I didn't, I, we had India and I was like, I can't do this right now. No. Uh, yeah, it was pretty neat. It was like, you were, you're inside in the VR, like this one specific Van Gogh scene painting. And and it kind of was all around you. You could spin and spin and spin and constantly be spinning. Which and you can also do in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then the the scene changed and seasons changed and different. Like a butterfly would fly in front of your face, and and then there was like a voiceover that was reading uh, poetry or something like a letter in the voice of Van Gogh. Sounds like it was very engaging for you, Paul. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know. I guess I yeah, I'm tired or something. But I'm not being I'm not really selling it in the way that I should. I enjoyed it though. It's so it's so weird. It's like, yeah, I did enjoy it. I was glad to be doing it. I was looking forward to it. I had a, a initial plans the first time this thing was supposed to be coming to town and to like, you know, and go and see it and um and I didn't, you know, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't go and see it then. And so it was a lot of hype and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so I enjoyed it. It was like, it felt good, like a cool, interesting, good cultural thing to do, you know, to enjoy this art from this particular artist in a very unique, new, futuristic way. That was cool. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I just am hearing from other people, you know, who were there last night, people just being like, I wouldn't pay for that. I wouldn't pay for that. I, I don't know why I went to that. That was kind of disappointing. And so it kind, of, it kind of got me down a little bit on it. And, okay. you know, like, yeah, we're, we're lucky. We get to go for free because we're media or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I keep trying to put myself in the headspace of, now, if I paid $75 for this, Oof. 31 oh, yeah. to 75 yeah, how would yeah. I feel mm-hmm. about that money spent? And should I have seen The Flash seven times instead? <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's 75 too much when I thought it was 50 this morning. That's why I knew right off the bat it was 32 because mm. I was having a discussion with somebody about 50 being too much. Um, yeah, and I agree. I had that conversation with myself too because I was like, I enjoyed it and I thought it was really cool. And Indy had a great time and was surprisingly really good. Oh my God. Um, Indy looked and like then he I had was the like, best time. He did. He did. What did he you really tell him? You're going it. inside a TV? I said, we're going inside a big TV. We're going to go inside the TV. Oh, and he okay. really liked it. Um, <laughs> but so if, if, if I had, and th- but then I was like, wow, that was really great. But it's one of those things like that what Brian talks about when you go to a movie premiere and like the, the star is yes. there and you're like, wow, th- oh my God. I'm like, yeah. did I enjoy it? Because it, I did not pay for it. Did mm, I enjoy yep, it so much? Yep. Good question. Because it was free and I didn't pay for it. Um, and, and maybe, but the thing that I would love to sell about it, but unfortunately we're here, we are the day before summer is like go on a rainy day. Yeah. 30 bucks on a rainy day. Absolutely. Yeah. Worth it. Something to do, but we're right about to be into summer. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, unless there's anything else for the pod, Kirsten James, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, I have a ton of things, actually. So I think that no, you don't. the last oh thing I would God. say is You that just go see The Flash, damn it. Stop, stop, stop trying to not go see The Flash. It would be, it would be a good date thing, you know? It would be, if you, if it was just you on a date and holding hands and you like sat on one of the benches and just really took it all in. Yeah, you could sit. Sorry, but I I talked over your question. Yeah, there were were no sitting in Vancouver. Yeah, and then there was also like a. I noticed. Did you see? um, Yeah, you were. We were at different times, Carson. You probably didn't see this, but there was like a group of. I want to say like a, like seven or eight. Young people, and they just all like camped out on the floor, like they were having a picnic and just watching it like that. Like they were sitting right on the floor. Uh, But Dylan went with his wife, and they were camped out on one of the benches. And um, they said that that was a really good way to do it. They were like, they just sat there silently for 35 minutes and just watched it happen. And then when it was, they, you know, the loop looped, they were like, okay. And then they left. Wow. Yeah. So, because interesting. Because when I was there, there was a lot of other media people that I knew and like people from Rifflandia and these like production company people that we know were all there. So it was like, it was a big chat em up. It was like, it was like a very non rocking house party, is what it felt like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, so I, but I think if I was just there on a date quietly enjoying, I think I probably would like it a little bit more. Um, Oh, one funny thing that happened because. Everyone was like, oh, this is an influencer's dream, an influencer's dream. If you're an influencer, you're going to get a lot of pictures of you being influency about this. And then but it's so pretty for your social media, right? That was where, the, just the, the, a big thing. That, like most of the people there, I think, last night were there for the media availability were influencers. There was a thing on the website. Jenny found it today when we were reading it. It was like um, – 
it's if you if you have a, if you have a decent following on on social media, you can come to this thing for free, right? Like, they had that at the beginning when they first launched this thing, way before all the problems and everything. That was something that stuck out to me on the page. It was really interesting. Yeah. So. <laughs> So this thing happened where what I have to assume was these influencers were there. Um, it was the two of them, and they were sitting on a bench and, like, watching it, you know. And behind them was their phone, and it just – it was on a tripod that was set up and just capturing, you know, the, kind of them in the middle ground and then just the, the you know – the projection, this huge wall of moving art are kind of are all around them. And that's what it was capturing. And they were filming like for a long time and they were probably going to put that together as part of a reel or something. I don't know. Anyways, Dylan told me that when I came in, I didn't know that was happening. And I walked right in front of the camera and oh. then took my own phone out and did like a spin. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> so like ruined their oh video. God. If they were wanting sustained video of them, like sitting cutely watching it together. Together. If they wanted sustained video, then they should have had a handler to, to, you know, block off the area, which you probably couldn't do anyway. Yeah. So, so here's Funny. here's this giant bear-sized man in a jean jacket standing <laughs> in front of this, probably with my pants falling down, <laughs> probably, probably butt cracking it. And <laughs> it's like these cutie oh, Instagram influencers ruin their experience. So now fun. Um, uh, yes, I have one more thing, bud. Thanks for asking. Uh, oh, my wa- God. Watched a couple episodes of Black Mirror, the new season of Black Mirror. Uh, pretty good. I, I think I probably watched the two best episodes that there are from what I've uh, heard. I watched uh, Joan is Awful starring Annie Murphy. And I watched Beyond the Sea starring um, from uh, Breaking Bad there. Oh, yeah. Jess. No, Jesse's his character name. Um, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Aaron yeah, Paul. That's Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. <laughs> Aaron Paul and Josh Hartnett is in this. And he shows oh, wow. up. Oh, I haven't Hartnett. seen Josh Hartnett in so long <laughs> that I out loud was like, is that Josh Hartnett? And <laughs> sure enough, it is. Um, anyway, and that's a long one, too. Like, I, I hit it and I was like, hour 20 minutes. What is this, a reasonably length movie? Wow. Uh, but it's, it, and, and it certainly, I don't think needed to be that long, but it is quite good. That one's really good. And it's very dark. And then the Jonah's awful one is kind of a little bit more fun. Um, uh, but, and that one I, I liked, it was okay, but there was kind of this like twist at the end that made it more fun that didn't really need to be there. And that I didn't really like, I didn't like the twist, but without the twist, the whole thing just kind of, falls apart and who cares and you don't really have a a climax or an ending so that was a tough one for me but anyways would recommend the Jonah's awful is pretty short it's like you know tv show length but uh as always black mirror pretty pretty neat fantastic kirsten james where can we find you on the internet (laughs) no i'm just thinking about kirsten dunn Paul, where can we find you on the internet? Well, I just, I think I might have more things. That's all. I think. Paul, trailer starts in four minutes. I think. <laughs> Come on, Paul. Why are you, why are you stalling going in? Why do you not want to see the flash well, so bad? I just, I don't know. I just, do I want to? I should He's at Paul Plastino. Brian, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, the <laughs> convincing Paul to go to flash. <laughs> Uh, I'm at twitch.tv slash webmeisterbud or maybe you'll find me and my Kate and my dog early having a puppy play date with uh, Brian's new pupper. Aww. I don't know. Aww. Yeah. 
just throwing that out there on the podcast. Sorry. Um, this has been the Zone Speak Up podcast ask, episode. Can I just ask? Can I just ask? Why don't you come see the movie with me tonight, bud? How about that? How about that? It starts in three minutes. Why don't we just go and see a movie together? Because Perfect. bud Makes is not great that sense. kind of person. Good <laughs> lord. Mm. Okay. This has been the Zones Geek Out podcast, episode also, 245. Kirsten, Kirsten, here's a question. Why didn't you invite me to go and see it with you and your husband? That's interesting. That's interesting. But, because it was a matinee. I and didn't the, think you wanted to do a matinee. On the summer? On a weekend? Yeah. You have a hop all summer. So. That's that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I was have a great summer solstice <laughs> or a, a happy zone birthday or hot a thoughtful Paul Indigenous solstice. People's Day. And thank you so much for listening. Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of the Zone at ninety one three. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on demand audio from the Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening and thanks for being a zoner.